Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Melanie. How are you? Hey, I'm good. One sec. Hold on. I'm trying to, um, ah, I'm trying to get my AirPods. Hey, can you hear me? I can. You sound great. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. Well, I'm glad we were able to reschedule. And uh, I uh, love, love, love all four of these new songs. I wish we could uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> dig, dig, in, dig into all four. But we may as well start with the newest one, especially since uh, we were able to premiere it on our site. So thank you for that partnership. Thank you, and, um, thank you so you know, much. We, well, we've become, you know, even since the last time you and I chatted about Emmanuel for the um, Christmas project, um, we've really, really become uh, a very indie artist friendly website. So definitely think of us as a friend um, because, you know, the label model has, has all but 
disintegrated at this point. Um, And, you know, I also write with Dave Trout uh, for UTR Media. Um, So my heart is for the singer-songwriter and for the gourmet artist, which uh, the dictionary defines as, you know, like regular coffee, only better. Um, Because they're, (laughs) you know, gourmet is just kind of what you make of it. So, um, and I did want you to know, at some point, my three girls need to meet you. Um, My girls are 20... 16 and 13, and um, I believe um, they have been using Gift of Love uh, as a song. They have created their own ballet r- routine, too, just so you know. So oh, really? To, oh, my gosh. I'd love to, I need to see that. get a video of it to share, share with you, yes. I'll have to find out if we've videoed that or not. Um, but uh, that would be amazing. So, And as you know, I'm only in Philly, so, yeah, go ahead. Um, oh, I didn't know if I didn't know exactly where you were, um, and I think the number I called was South Dakota, but I know it was like a conference call number, so I didn't know if that. Anyway, right. My I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Area area. Number. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, well, I'm a big fan of Dave Trout, and that's so encouraging to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so with, with that as context, you know, I write about a lot of singer-songwriter, um, especially female artists, um, have, being a dad of three girls, uh, especially. Um, yesterday, I guess, being International Women's Day, or maybe it's still today, I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. Um, right. <laughs> uh, um, it's still a trending topic, I'll just say that. Um, so, <laughs> uh, as somebody who has a heart for um, songs about identity, Um, But specifically, just in case I didn't share this the last time we chatted, my testimony uh, is I was led to a saving faith in the Lord from the biblical messages of gourmet Christian music, um, starting actually with Jars of Clay clay in the mid-90s. So I didn't have a personal personal faith um, in Christ. I had more of a workspace, you know, going through the motions type of faith and uh, was a DJ and loved kind of folk alt rock uh which even really you fall into that category um for me and um and uh their first record came out and i bought the record because i loved the sound of it and then once i dug into the lyrics i realized wow they're actually thinking about jesus and that led to me being immersed in that and you know god in essence took what was an idol in my life music and what the enemy meant it for you know, idolatry and covetousness, um, the Lord meant for um, salvation and ultimately for me to write um, behind the song devotionals, which I've now been doing for 12 years. It's my 13th year. I just posted my 1,009th song in my series. Incredible. Um, Incredible. So That's an amazing testimony. Yeah. Yeah. So once a week um, now, it used to be twice a week, but I've scaled it back to just once a week. Uh, I'm posting one of these song-based discussions where I'm both getting Mm. the heart of the artist, and especially as an indie artist, that's important, Um, and then digging in a little deeper the songwriting story, but probably more importantly, the message to you personally behind those lyrics. Because, you know, even this song's Mm -hmm. a great example. There's not a lot of lyrics, but there's a lot of content, uh, tons and tons of content. Mm -hmm. Um, And then biblically, of course, I know where this comes from. And then... My favorite part is also the exhortation, uh, life application, takeaway message, um, you know, both in how you're ministered to, 
uh, by the song, but also how I'm ministered to by the song. And mm. then most importantly, what you and I, you know, uh, in Christ's name can do is help others um, connect better with God uh, through the messages of songs in Christian music or songs just made by artists of faith. Probably a better right. way of saying it. Right. Because um, less and less do I really care about it, having a label. Um, and as, in fact, I find a label the hindrance. Um, I'd rather mm. it be um, somebody who also has my same worldview and I having a conversation about the lens we're looking at life through. Um, and then mm. that allows better for other people who, like me, don't have a saving faith in the Lord to maybe encounter this conversation online and ultimately be more drawn to him, um, which is really you and I living out the Great Commission. So with that mm-hmm. as content, no, no pressure whatsoever. Um, no, 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 from, that's good content. Um, I'd love to know from your perspective kind of the inspiration and, and personal connection and songwriting story of this song. Oh, definitely. Hey, and real quick, um, new release today, is there like a – an online interview component also like is this conversation recorded and then posted somewhere or is it more like it's the devotional like the written correct. piece correct so this is the written piece however yeah. i do have a recording um of my different conversations so really when you start answering this question there has been talk for years about us editing this and turning it into um audio podcast content right um, right so anyway, stay tuned. We could potentially do that. But no, for now, for now, it's still just a written feature because there's other stuff I'm going to add to the conversation outside of what okay, we're going to talk about. Okay, cool. I just like, I like to know, um, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I just like to know for whatever reason, whether things get posted online or not, like the live conversation. And for some reason, for new release today, I also was like, man, I think they have a recorded, a recorded content platform too, but I couldn't remember. You yeah, easily yeah, could do. record we, these conversations, yeah. Yeah, I have a colleague, uh, Jake, in Texas, who started doing that. Um, okay. Uh, as well, but no, I'm still sticking with the written form because, again, I write out the Bible verses. I write out about four paragraphs worth of closing devotional content. So that was, those are the things that wouldn't show up in just the audio conversation. Well, I remember um, – talking with you about, I think we talked about Emmanuel, the song, yeah. when we talked about, yeah, so I definitely remember the format, and I remember our conversation really well, so it's good to talk again, and yeah, yeah just thanks so much for the support, you know, I see, I see when you guys, like, repost, and when you kind of, like, reach out online, like, on social media about the music, and I just appreciate it so much, so thank you for that support, and it is good to know that you're in Philly, so you're not that far away. We should, like, do a joint – I don't know. We should join forces for something. Yeah, for sure. No, my – well, also, you and I did chat about this last time. Are you still going to Redeemer? I I am. But, you know, I – my schedule has been so hectic. I mean, not so much in 2020. This has been kind of like a slow start to a year. Um, I think all of us are feeling that way a little bit. But um, I've been traveling so much that I'm gone on Sundays a lot. So this is a very, like, dislocated time of life in terms of I don't have, like, a rhythm on Sundays where I know where I am every Sunday and I'm kind of, like, worshiping with one community every Sunday. I'm I'm missing that rhythm right now. 
Well, well, for one, yes, if you're ever in Philly and you need a place to uh, play, yeah, keep me in mind for that. Um, secondarily, oh, when so my, family, my family does make trips to New York, and that's why the, one of the reasons I ask, because we would love to also potentially, you know, uh, be at a similar worship event as you as well. That would be awesome. So, yeah, but yeah, one of the things we have talked about is your Christmas tour in particular has intrigued my girls. But yes, now with all these new songs coming out, just even a more traditional, you know, story behind the song, VH1, uh, behind the music style, uh, <laughs> um, you know, is sort of, of course, my whole venue. Um, but right. I've also brought in a number of artists. I've brought in about um, 12 artists to my church over the last several years. So we're a Calvary Chapel. And, uh, okay. Outside of Philly, we're a plant of Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, in a northern suburb called Quakertown. And okay. we have about a 250 That's very Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, Quaker, exactly. That's Quaker a very Town. Pennsylvania, yeah. Yep, and um, we're a 250-seat venue. So I've had J.J. Heller. I've had Jason Gray. I've had Bebo Norman before he retired. Sarah Groves. Like, those are the people I've brought in, just to give you a sense of my taste in music. Sweet friends. Amazing. Okay, well, it's nice yeah. to know. Yeah, I, I remember now talking about you being in Philly a couple of years ago, and it's actually good to know who the outposts are in terms of Christian music in the Northeast, because there really aren't that many. So it's like, right. it's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we'll have to, to, we'll have, to um, have a follow-up. We'll have, we'll have to have a follow-up conversation about this for sure. For sure. And yeah, my, um, so we actually have a, a female uh, artist uh, at my church. Um, she's just getting going. And I could totally, um, I'd love if you led a song like this. <laughs> um, this like is, this is a congregational song. So I don't recall, other than your Christmas songs, really hearing a congregational song from you. So I'm very intrigued to hear about how that came to be. Sure. So I want, you, you are right. I want to know you as a departure. Like I, I think of myself as really a storyteller in the Christian music space. And I'm and I don't even think of myself as like in the Christian music space, which is, which doesn't make a ton of sense because the priority of, or the, the, um, the primary place where people have found my music is through like Christian publications or Christian work. So like, I, I think I am reaching Christians, but initially I started writing songs really with a mission, much like you described for yourself, which is like, I want to, offer something up in general, and then whoever finds it, I want it to speak to them for where they are. And if they are coming to the music with the Christian worldview, that's great. If they're not coming to the music with the Christian worldview, even better. Um, so I think because of that, I have never really written worship songs. And Nowadays, if you're a Christian songwriter at all, worship as a genre is so pervasive, people kind of expect you to be like dipping into that space some, like writing worship songs, and I just don't. So when I was working on all of the more alive songs in Nashville a couple years ago, um, my producers and I, Ben, ben Shy of Case and Cooley, and I like randomly wrote this chorus. It kind of came out of nowhere. I think Ben started it on a walk. He was walking his dog. He <laughs> kind of started it. Mm. And then, and like, um, Ben got the little hook, like, I want to know you and be known by you. 
I want to find you and be found by you, that kind of like little dip down. So Ben got that. And then I finished the rest, basically. And I think Ben was excited about about me um, kind of taking a hand, like taking a hand at writing a worship song because I've been a worship leader for so long. And and he was also just like, we need we need storytellers in the worship songwriter space. Also, it's like like we need whatever skill, whatever storytelling skill that is. It's like we need it in the worship space. So. I don't know what's going to happen from here. I, I think that writing worship songs is like a real gift. I'm really in awe of it. Like I'm in awe of people like Brooke Frazier and like these these writers who are just writing songs that the church grabs hold of and they're so edifying and wonderful. I'm like, wow. Um, so I, it scares me a little bit to think of writing more worship songs, but we'll see what the Lord has. <laughs> that was like a lot of information, but that's how the uh, song came to be. I- I love it because so just, you know, the very, very first devotional I ever wrote in 2008 um, was around this time. It was actually, I believe, March 8th, uh, which is crazy. Oh, um, wow. And wow. It, was during the, it was during the Lenten season um, of 2008 because my pastor was recognizing that even though I had become a Christian um, about nine years earlier um, from the you know, biblical messages of Christian music, I still, you know, have almost like an uh, unhealthy obsession with music, um, if, if uh-huh. there can be such a thing. And so he had suggested maybe I um, fast from music for the Lenten season. And again, not in a ritualistic way, more in a, can I lay that at the Lord's feet? And then he said, mm-hmm. and since you seem to also know where, the songs that come from in scripture, meditate on the lyrics and be thinking about scripturally where they come from as opposed to just consuming the music. And then that led to him encouraging me to start writing these devotionals. Um, So that's how this all came to be. That's how this ministry came to be. And the very first song I wrote about was called Nothing Compares. It's a song by Third Day, which is based on Philippians 3, (laughs) verses 8 to 11. No way! Oh my gosh! So... Wow. So when I heard your your song, I was like, it took me back to how I started this ministry, which is this idea of what Paul is meditating on, um, inviting us into in Philippians 3, has moved me so deeply. Um, and your wow. song, I wanted to tell you, moves me extremely deeply because you're creatively expressing some of my favorite verses in all of scripture. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted from that perspective to hear what that passage of scripture means to you personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, wow. What an amazing story. I can't imagine fasting from music. I'm so impressed that you did that. <laughs> it was hard, but I think it was what the Lord's plan was for me. Right. He said, I- wow. I'm going to take this from you or you, you lay this at my feet and then I'm going to redeem that. Um, by having you write about the scripture that inspires this music uh, or, mm. or the other way around sometimes or what scripture music makes you think of. So really I have no box as far as that goes. In fact, right. I, the, more crea- the more creative it is, the better. Um, I don't want somebody mm. just, you know, wrote, you know, trying to sing the lyrics of scripture. I'd rather you uh-huh. 
apply apply it in your artistic way, which is what I feel like you're doing here. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, this I I think I think these particular verses in Philippians three are very difficult, and it's funny that these verses came into like the first worship song I've really written because because they are so difficult and they're not verses that I naturally gravitate toward, especially because when you talk about sharing in Christ's sufferings and like that's what you want to do, um, I think up to this point that whole idea had just been like, whoa, 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 that is not what I want to do. It's like I am not going to pray for that. Why would I invite that into my life? And mm-hmm. And in Kaysen and I actually had a lot of a lot of conversations about that, and I was the one being like, I don't know, I don't know if I even want to say the word suffering in this song. Like, I I don't know if I can sing that with integrity because I don't really want that. Like, I don't want to say I would share in Christ's suffering. Like, if I'm being honest, and and I I was, and it's important to me that like I sing things that I mean. You know, like, I don't want to sing something I don't mean. And so I was really wrestling with it. Actually, over Easter, I kind of, I kind of, I went on a writing trip um, over Easter week when I was writing this album. And over Easter week, I was really struggling with this particular song. I thought, like, what does it really mean to share in Christ's sufferings? It's like, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it sharing how he suffered. He suffered. He had a very, like, hard life, like very hard, hard earthly life, a life that I would not want. And, and then I realized like sharing and suffering is actually the core of friendship. Like you don't really experience friendship with someone until you have shared in their suffering. So like when you have a loved one or even, even someone who you haven't known for a very long time and they go through a trial and they share their trial with you, and then, and then somehow, I don't know how it happens, but through some kind of like existential process, you feel like you're going through it also, and mm-hmm. your heart breaks also. That that is really sharing in Christ's sufferings, and I think Christ Christ suffers all the time. Like he suffers over the brokenness of the world. He suffers over like how far we are from him, how much we hurt each other, how much sorrow and pain there is that causes his heart to suffer all the time so when our hearts suffer because of that too it's like a deepening of the friendship we have with Christ and when I started to approach the verse I mean I'm no theologian but like when I started to approach the verse that way it made me understand and it and it made me actually be like yes I do want that it's like the the things that make the things that Christ suffers over, I want to suffer over those things too. And not only is that where my heart should be as a human being, it also does make me a closer friend of God. And that's what I want. Mm, amen to that. I, um, Yeah, my heart is uh, moved in the same way as you. And it's interesting you brought up Brooke Frazier. So she was on my bucket list of people to speak to. Um, and I got to speak to her last year. Um, oh, she's so, so gifted! Wow, amazing. So I spoke to her about yeah. a new song called called um, "King of Kings." Have you heard that one? It's the newest. I don't know. Actually, song anthem. 
Yeah, check okay. it out. You'll love it. Um, there's so many. Sure. To be honest, like there's, a, like there's like a new one every week, so sometimes I'm like not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but in particular, if you check out the Hillsong worship song called King of Kings, especially the live version especially, um, that's the one I got to speak to her about. And she wrote, of course, The Bridge of Hosanna, um, you know, uh-huh. break my heart for what breaks yours. Um, yeah everything I am for your kingdom's cause. And so I feel like she set my heart in motion to be aligned with God's heart with that bridge. And by the way, I wasn't a believer when I first heard that song. And I have to admit, it was like, whoa. Um, Because I was already into Coldplay, um, and there was like this really cool Brit Rock, uh, you know, bridge in that song. (laughs) Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm like, and this lady's voice, whoa. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like all yeah. of it. Oh, my me. gosh. Just as, a, just as a music guy. But, yeah. then, um, but then once I started to understand what Break My Heart for What Breaks Yours is actually about, and as now that I've gotten to actually speak with her, um, it really is just about her using the gifts God gave her for his glory. And by the way, she's also made a couple of singer-songwriter records that are just pop records, um, yeah, which definitely. are are which are amazing. They are like literally yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. And and so to me, being a believer is a lot about that. We just sort of see the world with different eyes now. Um, yeah. You know, we've got like as it says in scripture, ears to hear. Um, and one of my prayers, my literally, and every year New Year's resol- resolution for me um, is for have my eyes wide open. And yeah. um, there's a couple different yeah. scriptural passages that, that touch on why we should have our eyes wide open. So it's for, you know, to discern truth. So discernment is one of my reasons. Um, but it's also to see the needs around me, um, to not be so inwardly focused, um, mm-hmm. but to have also a heart for, you know, the lost, you know, a heart for the suffering, um, breaking my heart for what breaks God's heart. Uh, as yeah. we just talked about. Wow. Um, so really, what is what is Philippians 3 kind of about? You know, it's Paul, who suffered quite a bit, um, as did Jesus, right? Um, mm-hmm. They both suffered at levels you and I cannot even comprehend. Um, uh-huh. Definitely. But he considers everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, rubbish, whatever way you want to translate that, that I mean, may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, the power mm-hmm. of his resurrection, participation in his sufferings, becoming like mm-hmm. him in death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So, so, I don't even need to share any other Bible verses, although there are some that I, that I think do also connect to the song. But I feel like, like meditating just on that scripture alone is enough for people to be moved into, do I believe that? You know, do I mm-hmm. actually, in communing with Mo- Melanie's lyrics, you know, setting my eyes on things above, <laughs> um, wanting mm-hmm. to be known by him and be known – be known by him. In fact, if I were to give one other scripture, I probably would want to include Psalm 139. Because um, mm-hmm. I do think also the idea of being known by the Lord, you know, David captured mm-hmm. 
just so poetically in that passage. And I have found I'm very moved by that idea because that means even in my weakness, um, the Lord knows me and still loves me and redeems me. And I think what we often do is we beat ourselves up, actually almost more so as Christians, um, like I'm not being a good enough Christian. And, and really what God wants us to do is just share in his sufferings, as, he, as it says in Philippians. And mm-hmm. as you said, being a friend of God, which is also my desire, um, because mm-hmm. that's described as Abraham. Um, and Abraham is, goes out in faith not knowing where he's going. Um, and then God credits him, uh, his righteousness comes from doing things in faith, being willing to sacrifice his son Isaac in faith. Um, And then later, um, he's described in scripture as this friend of God, but we have the roadmap. Uh, It's doing things in faith and Mm -hmm. saying things like everything I have, I'd give it all away count it all as loss compared to what I've gained. Mm-hmm. You're making a pretty strong faith statement there um, in your song. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sure, like you said, it's a hard thing to, to write and sing. Um, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. there's probably a freedom in doing it because you're basically making an extremely strong faith statement. So just, I guess, in closing our conversation about this song, how would you like people to apply that in there? walk their lives as they maybe meditate on and sing along with you in this song? Hmm. I mean, I think or that... How it, or how does it impact you? You can also just share. Yeah, you... I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, but, oh, my gosh, that's such a good point, right? Because, like, how can you, like, if there's anything I know about music, which is not much, <laughs> it's that how someone is, how a listener hears a song or is impacted by a song has like no, like there's no way to predict or, or even kind of have intent behind it <laughs> because yeah. songs just do what they're going to do to people on their own. It's like, um, but how, what I like about this song is that it wasn't until the song was written and I started tuning it that I loved the passage (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you can sing the words and mean them later and so Mm. if if like like for for me the act of singing them helped me open open up my heart to the scriptures as opposed to like me opening my up my heart and then like a song came out of that it was really flipped so if, if someone else could have that experience, I think that would be awesome. And I think in a lot of ways that's um, a lesson about what worship music can actually do. It's like go ahead and, go ahead and sing, sing the words. Like sing it first mm. and then see what happens. And um, I think music is powerful that way because there's something about music that kind of like bypasses the brain and goes straight to the central nervous system and kind of can help you um, get in, get inside of a of a concept in a new way. No matter what you're singing about, whether you're singing about like an anthem for a sports team or something like this, which is like the truth of scripture set to a melody. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, and that is my own testimony. Um, yeah, I yeah. based I based some of that 
uh, molding of how God was using music in my, you know, from my heart, from my head to my heart, um, is it occurred to me that that's kind of addressed uh, one chapter later uh, in Philippians. So if I were to close this conversation biblically, it would be to point you to Philippians 4, 8. So what is singing a song like this does is, and this Uh is the voice translation, which I love. It's kind of like the new, new King James. I love the voice. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. It's, and it says, finally, brothers and sisters, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Meditate on whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is virtuous and praiseworthy. And so really what this song does, it allows you to do that. Um, So by doing, you know, allowing this idea of Philippians 3 to seep into your heart, then you can have the outflow be Philippians 4, 8, uh, which is that you're meditating on, on, heavenly things um uh and by the way uh for what breaks god's heart right these are the mm-hmm. you know you know and actually um fellowship and suffering is what god wants for us he doesn't want us to um which i guess we could go even to the passage about um about that you know i think there's another aspect of this song that could be is as up as upbeat as it is, which by the way, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that really draws me to the song. It's upbeat, but it's a very kind of solemn scripture. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's not a typical treatment to that scripture. By the way, not that many people try to write about that scripture, write songs based on that scripture. Well, I understand I why. Think. I understand. Yeah. Why. Yeah, I think that that is partly why. Exactly is. Um, is it's a challenging passage, and um, and I think as a result, you know, you almost have to like uh, die to yourself a bit um, uh, in 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 submitting to those lyrics. I.e., what we talked about um, in that in that section where you talk about uh, everything I have, I'd give it all away. Kind of all is lost compared to what I've. So there's almost even a rich young ruler kind of application. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Romans 12:15 was this passage I was thinking of. Like, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. Because that is a lot about what considering all as loss compared, you know, to the worldly things I've gained. I want to share in your suffering, and then as you say in the lyric, as a child of God. I want to share in your glory as a child of God. And I, I love those uh-huh. professions of faith um, because suffering and glory, well, and you have it in the right order. <laughs> First, you have to share in suffering, right. and share in glory. Um, yeah, that is what God's desire is for us too. So, so thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you for your obedience in writing the song. Um, two, God's timing is, is always he always catches me by surprise because um, when I had reached out to you, I didn't even know this song yet. Um, we were going to talk about maybe more alive, which we could still do another time. Oh, right. Yeah. Anytime, um, anytime. 
Um, and yet all of a sudden then this song comes along and it's like God says, no, no, this is the song you should be talking to Melanie about. Wow. Um, wow. And, and I do feel like that's part of how God knits believers together too, um, mm-hmm. is he wants us to fellowship in these truths and then he wants us to dwell on these truths and then he wants us to share these truths. And so yes. I do believe you're being, you are being a friend of God by definition um, just by you writing and singing the song. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I certainly hope so. And thank you so much for your faithfulness. This has been a long, a lot of years that you've been like writing about, um, writing about this kind of music and talking to Christian artists. So that's like a pretty awesome legacy already. Um, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, having yeah. the three girls, as I mentioned, um, when I started doing this, they were eight, four, and two. <laughs> um, and now they are 2016 and 13, right? So, so as I kind of watch what I realized the Lord did for me there, um, if he gave me a way to give them Philippians 4.8, um, because wow. they love, they love pop music, right? Like who does? Yeah. Um, I do too. I do and too. Exactly. So, and yet there's a lot of non-edifying pop music out there, um, yeah. especially made by female, female artists. And so my heart as their dad has really been to give them singers like you to sing along with, to give them strength in their walks, mm. um, and to have their identity come from what God thinks about them, um, yeah. not what the world, not what the world says. And so, you have had a part of my girl's upbringing. Your, your Christmas record in particular is my entire family's favorite Christmas record, just so you know. Oh, uh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, we cannot get enough of it. And, um, and that's what I mean by um, the younger two are, are both ballerinas and ballet teachers. Um, they actually wow. run a studio, studio out of my basement. My man cave that I designed ended up being a ballet floor. Um, wow. with mirrors Very and the cool. whole thing. And, cool. and so what they do is they have 25 young girls um, who were looking for a Christian ballet studio, and there aren't that many of them, as you said, in the Northeast. Um, right. And so, so my, old, my middle daughter's heart was to start her own. And so now they have 25 little girls who, who dance to Christian music, and uh, she puts on a spring recital every year uh, where like 200 and some people come to watch this recital no that she choreographs, she choreographs and teaches. And so her desire is she would like to be a professional uh, Christian ballerina. And there happens to be a Christian ballet studio in um, Jackson, Mississippi uh, called Ballet Magnificat. And she spent a month oh. in Jackson, Mississippi last summer and she'll be doing it again this summer, um, uh, you know, doing an intensive to learn how to become uh, a member of their company. And uh, so they basically become like ballet missionaries, basically, where they're out mm-hmm. sharing, sharing the truth through their um, dancing for the Lord. And uh, as somebody who's come up through art, I'm sure you can – um, appreciate that that wiring um, being wired as an artist and as a Christian 
to find some way to marry those two things. And so, by the way, you're doing it, and I'm loving it, um, and want to support you in any way that I can. So, Thank so yeah, that's so, much. Uh, so that's our connection to what you're doing, and uh, obviously, our website. You know, we'll be more than happy to continue partnering. Um, I always have about a ten song backload, <laughs> um, so this will get posted sometime in the next you know, two months, but I'll try to do it fairly soon. Uh, and I'll oh, my gosh, whatever, whatever is good for, yeah. for you all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think ideally before your next song drops. So you're doing it once a month, right? Um, yes, I think the next song comes out April 17th, but we haven't even picked which one. <laughs> we haven't picked which one it yeah. is yet. It was going, we, we had decided what the next song was, but um, I kind of made a executive decision last week I just think that it's not the right – I think that April's not the right time now for the song that I was going to put out because it's it. really like a sunny springtime kind of song, and I just I just feel that, like, things are getting a little tense right now with the new cycle, and I felt yeah. like I want to change direction. So we're um, – I'll, I'll have to decide in the next couple of days what song comes out in April. <laughs> well, it's, but, interesting um, you say that. Yeah. it's interesting you say that because one of the reasons – I want to post your song before your April song is we're, you know, coming up on Easter. And I feel this is a very much an Easter message. Um, and I really agree. You're very less, I agree. You know, and I, I only, I only rely on your resurrection to bring me life, bring me to life. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah. So, you know, maybe this, maybe this will be a song I'll be posting fairly close to Easter would be my guess. Um, I Cause that. I really feel like that's, that's part of the biblical message I want to help you share um, as well. So, uh, well, yeah, let's, in closing, uh, yeah, go ahead. yeah, no, go ahead. No, I, I like what I was going to tell you is in closing, I always like to pray for our time, but no, anything else you wanted to share, please do. Oh, no, just that, um, we should have a follow-up conversation because, um, I would love to come to Philly. So let's like okay. figure out another time to touch base in the next couple of weeks, maybe. And like, we'll see what that might look like. Because it's so easy to get to you guys. It's like any place I can go and I don't have to get on a plane, it's like, oh, my gosh. That's like, let's do it. Because as yeah, you know. Now. <laughs> especially now. Exactly. But as you know, it's such a big country. And, you know, New York City in particular, there aren't really many places you can get to via ground transportation. It's like if you, if you want to go somewhere and play a show, like I'm, I'm always getting on a plane. So to go to – a city that's accessible by train or car is like pretty awesome. You don't think of that until you live in New York and you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of like not that convenient for the rest of the U.S. Yeah, no doubt. And um, yeah, it, this is yeah. Let's let's figure that out. So you've got both my yeah. email and my phone. My phone is in my email signature as well. Um, I saw that. I saw that because you provided it as a backup just in case the conference yes. didn't work out. Yeah, so as you correctly pointed out, sometimes um, sometimes phone is easier because email does get kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah. So yeah, if uh, if you want to do that, feel free. No no problems whatsoever with that. Um, but yeah, as I said, uh, in closing today's conversation, um, let me pray over our time and really I want to pray over you know the Holy Spirit guiding me on how to write about your song uh, mostly. Definitely, definitely. So, Lord, thank you uh, for this time with my sister, Melanie. Um, we know in your word, it says, we're two or more gathered in your name. You are here with us. And, Lord, we know um, the truth of this song uh, doesn't return void. Um, thank you, Lord, for uh, inspiring um, 
Melanie uh, and Ben and Kaysen to collaborate uh, about your word and about the truth of your word and the hard uh, truth of your word uh, in order to refine us and make us more like you. Uh, Lord, we just do actually pray the words of this song that we do want to know you um, and we want to be known by you. And Lord, we know that fellowship um, with your sufferings uh, sharing in your sufferings is your desire for us to be your children and to be your friend. And Lord, just pray that um, as people hear this song, um, they are also drawn to you. Um, they're drawn to fellowship and relationship with you, but also um, fellowship and relationship with other people who are hurting or who need the truth of this song. Um, I just pray over Melanie and her ministry uh, that you continue to guide her as she releases each of these songs because they're all actually coming from a place of uh, somebody of faith, um, you know, messages like I will trust and do not worry also come from a place of faith. And Lord, just continue to pray over um, her and her, her team uh, for your godly wisdom on how to best um, um, bring these songs out to the market and then also how to um, best communicate these truths to people um, so that they are both honoring you and also using um, her gifts for your glory. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So great to talk with you again. Yes, you too, Melanie. All the, all the best. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. My, uh, my, so I'm a deacon at my church, and uh, because I've booked so many artists, usually it's just kind of figuring out what would be a good time. Often, if you're sure. open to it, sure, like sure, a, sure. Sunday morning, you come lead worship, but then come back Sunday night for a concert for our, yep. you know, our, our, our uh, um, churchgoers. <laughs> we don't have a name that for it. That makes a ton uh, of sense. That makes a ton of that makes a ton of sense. And then it would be so great you know, to meet that's, your daughter. I, I would just love that. Oh goodness, they would they wouldn't be able to get enough of it. Uh, absolutely. That would be so, the highlight. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if there was uh, some routine they actually have for gift of love, I'd love to have them do it for you for sure. Oh, um, I would love that. I would love that. Yes, well, yeah, I'll reach yeah. out. So, um, I just I just got home last night. I'm or back to Virginia last night, so I'm with my dad right now, going to some doctor's appointments with him the next couple of days. But when I um kind of get back into real life, you know, maybe Wednesday yeah. or so, I will, I'll follow up on this because that would be really awesome. Yeah, no, it would be. Absolutely. We would love to have you. So, well, thank you as always. And uh, I will let you know when this posts, but as I said, I'm feeling moved. It'll be pretty close to Easter would be my guess. All right. Well, Godspeed as you do the writing part of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Until we talk again, all the best and God bless. Okay. Bye, Kevin. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.